the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of food. food. You know Guy Fieri from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? Mm -hmm. Well, he just created a new food for the Major League Baseball Field of Dreams game. See if you can (laughs) wrap your taste buds around this. It's an apple pie hot dog. So you've got Ugh. this all-beef hot dog no. wrapped in an apple pie crust with filling, bacon jam, and covered with apple mustard drizzle, apple pie oh. spice, and brown sugar. What's wild? The recipe is online if you want to make it at home. No no offense to anyone who loves Guy Fieri. That's why I, I, I just, he's not my guy. I would take a he, bite, though, of that. I, that sounds like one of those things that I would jokingly go, yeah, he'd be like, here's my apple pie hot dog. He just, his... Whatever his palate and mine aren't even. Close. I we get um, apple chicken sausage, and it's pretty good. It's got that savory but sweet hot, thing that's, going that's on. That's different from a hot dog wrapped in apple pie with mustard. Uh, no, I would no, like to take one no. bite. Guy, to <laughs> me, curious. Guy Fieri is like a three-year-old went nuts in a kitchen. That's that's what some of his dishes remind me. And again, I'm not trying to offend anyone who loves his recipes or his cooking, but for me, I'm just like. So many times I'll look at his dishes and go, why? (laughs) Why did anyone think that up? Hey, do you feel like you were pretty good at endurance skills? Coming up, NASA is looking for you. Do you have endurance skills? NASA is looking for you. Hey, sign me up. Sign me up. I got those. They want people to pretend they're living on Mars for a year. A picture Matt Damon in the movie from Mars. Imagine this. It's only 1,700 square feet. Mm Mm-hmm. No windows, mm-hmm. simulated spacewalks, okay. limited communication back home, mm-hmm. restricted food and resources, and you have to have a simulated equipment failures. Kev, I'm wondering if someone like you would be good at this because you love endurance cycling. I was going to say, you just, what you just described sounds like about half of my bike rides. <laughs> problem is, you get to do your cycling outside, and every night you come home to a gourmet home-cooked meal from your wife. That's true. You'd be eating like space rations with no windows. Space food? We having space food? I could do space food. What is really? space food? <laughs> what are they, what it's freeze dried. <laughs> like everything's freeze dried. <laughs> space food? Do they feed you? I it's don't know. Bad. You can get those at like space museums. By the way, you can taste space food. I could totally do that. Absolutely, I'm in. How much? Do I no, get you could not. You wouldn't be able to hug your dog Marco or your wife. No, I no. don't think you can. No, do I it. would convince NASA to let me take Marco with me. I'd be like, "Come on, we're, we're, we're eventually if, if people are going to go to Mars, they're going to want their pets. We we have to see how how a dog would do, and there's no better dog than Marco to uh, to go into if, space. If we could do this as a radio bit, it would be so great. But I know you wouldn't agree to it. See if Kevin can make it in a room, no windows, two days. Yes, you can bring Marco, but being away from your wife. And her hugs and her love and her gourmet food, I think in two days you'd be like, you'd need counseling. You'd be so <laughs> no, no, Marco would need counseling. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so we've all heard that phrase, you think you know somebody, right? Well, let's see how well we all know Taylor Scott. Here's the okay. question for you, Taylor. Uh-oh. Think about, and don't be, don't be overly modest, think about what you believe are your best two traits. Ooh. What are your best two traits? Think about best them. Don't, don't say what they are. Okay. Write them down, and we'll see if I can guess them. All right, this is going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to figure out, this is the question. Ask Taylor, what does she think her best two traits are? And I'm going to try to guess what she would say. So what this, I would say, okay. Yeah, so, so this isn't what necessarily I would think your best two traits are, but what you would say. Oh, what I say about myself. Okay. Yeah. So All right. why don't you so, go first and say what they are, and then I've written mine down, so I can't change them after you First it. of all, this is really hard. Because I feel like I'm in a job interview. Um, <laughs> Tell us so about yourself. The two traits that I wrote down: number one, empathy. Hmm. Number two, hard worker. Hmm. Those are the two that I wrote down. That you wrote down. Those are your best two traits. Yeah. I wrote down empathy. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Hey, you're very empathetic. Yeah. I mean, how many times you do a news story and it'll be something like I don't know. A lost puppy hasn't found its way home. You'd be like, I was sobbing. <laughs> well, right? That's poor puppy. <laughs> see? see? It's not even a real puppy and you're already bought in. Uh, and then I put generosity, too. Because both, oh, cool. Both you Thanks. And, and your husband, Glenn, are, are by far the two most generous people I have ever Oh, thank you. Ever. That's so kind. So, yeah, those Thanks. are the, All right. So, so those were few. I was 50%. Yeah, that? that was really, and huh? I've written two traits about Kevin Avery down. All right, we'll get to those next. I'm not sure if this is what you'll say about yourself, but these are what I think two of your strongest traits. I should have gone hard working with you though, because who would say, "Oh, I'm so generous"? Yeah. <laughs> no, one would, no one would do that. <laughs> Kevin started a little game where we had to write down our two favorite traits, like most distinguishing traits two, about yeah, ourselves. Two traits that we think are our best traits. And then we're trying to guess what the other person would say about I themselves. Was, I was 50% on you. You got one of them right out of two, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I said empathy. Kevin said empathy. I said hard worker. Kevin said generous. Right. And then I rethought after I said, I was like, oh, well, who would say that about themselves? Yeah. So, so what two traits so did I scratched that off you... as a trait of myself. <laughs> No, I, I didn't put that down. <laughs> what two traits did you write about yourself? I put uh, outgoing or ease with, with new people and tenacity. Ah, I'm close. I'm like so close. Yeah. I put quick wit and resilience. Ah. I was almost spot. Those are almost like synonymous. What are quick, quick wit? Quick and- wit is what helps you be outgoing and get to know people fast. And then resilience is very similar to tenacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Look at look how well I know you. That's pretty good. Round of applause for Taylor. So uh, why didn't uh, why didn't generosity come to mind? (laughs) No, you are. I just you said pick the top two. (laughs) This does not what what you thought would be for me. Okay, I didn't think you would say that about yourself either. Yeah, yeah. you can put that. Yeah. It was so fun last night to get my sister out of the house because her um, freshman year in high school and senior year in high school girls just went to back to school 
about a week and a half ago. Say no more. She needed. <laughs> she could not wait. She was wondering if she could sneak back into the house without her children knowing. <laughs> but we went and got something to eat. And then we went and saw a sneak preview of the movie Respect about the life of Aretha Franklin uh, starring Jennifer Hudson. And it was a great movie. It's, it's a very hard movie to watch because... Aretha had a very, very hard life, um, and there was a lot of ups and downs, but God's amazing grace played a role the entire time. Um, he never left her or forsook her, and that comes out big time in the movie. You learn a lot about history, um, but you also learn about how songs are made, and the infamous song, Respect, that the movie is named after, uh, Aretha was up until like 2 o'clock in the morning, typical musician, sitting at the piano, and her sisters are her backup singers, mm-hmm. and they start playing around with the song Respect, and like her sisters are the ones that went, suck it to me, suck it to me, you know, that thing, <laughs> but when they do this part... Her, you did that really oh, well, yeah, by the way. I yeah, mean, I'm you sorry. Been, you I won't been sing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot sing. My sister was singing Respect, and I go, don't. Don't do that in public. <laughs> she did it in the bathroom right. before it started. And I legit looked under the stalls to make sure no one else was in there because I was like, don't do that. Only if you want to lose respect. <laughs> <laughs> so this part of the song, her sisters came up with this when they were just goofing off uh, around the piano. Here it is. Okay, so here's the fun fact. That re 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 re. Mm-hmm. I won't sing it. Uh, that's her nickname. All oh, growing re, up, re. from the time they called her Re oh, or Re Re, yeah, but sense. mostly Re. Yeah. And so it was like this double meaning. And I had, I went my whole life. I was today years old until I knew <laughs> that when they go Re 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 Re, they're not really necessarily referring to respect. They're referring to their sister. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> There you go. I looked over right. at my sister and I had to like do the little like hit her on the shoulder like, oh, who just, knew? Just to be clear though, like anybody that's listening with their kids, like it's yeah, no, no. I like to say mom and dad go see it first, but okay, well, that's, um, that's definitely, great advice. That's great you know, advice. Teenage up, depending um, on the they ma- don't, maturity of the kids. It's just mostly what they insinuate. They don't show anything. It's just what you realize is okay. it. She All went right, through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. mom and dad go see it first and the, decide on your. Your teenage kid, if they're yeah. they're old enough for it. Who in your family loves Chick-fil-A the most? Coming up, check out this guy's passion. Who in your family loves Chick-fil-A the most? Oof, check out this guy's tough. passion. <laughs> who who do you think it is? Probably <sighs> your daughter. One of one of my Amber? kids. One of my kids, yeah. and it's all about the sauce. They uh, love the Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay. Well, check out this guy's passion. Ben from Bakersville, California, ate Chick-fil-A every single day for lunch. For 153 days in a row. Wow. That's a record. He raised $15,300 for charity. Of course, he had to get a salad on Saturday and save it to eat it on Sunday Mm -hmm. because they're not open. Every single penny that he raised will go to Victory Family Services to help children that have been placed in protective custody. Uh, They're going to do things with the money, like treat them to an amusement park or something special for back to school. So way to go, Ben. Who knew eating Chick-fil-A every day? Could raise money for kids in need. Ben took eat more chicken seriously. <laughs> he did. <laughs> like, very seriously. <laughs> so many people in just little, my little circle of the universe are going through such emotional times right now with kids leaving 
and going off and mm. it, it, the struggle is real. We're going to talk about that next. I don't know about you, but I have so many people in my life right now that are dealing with just high, high emotion, whether it's like kids that were home from college all summer mm-hmm. and they're going back. Yeah. So that like zig and zag of like emptiness, no emptiness, emptiness, no emptiness. And then uh, a good friend of mine, her um, daughter, her, her youngest went off to college and her middle son is going to Hawaii to work with Youth for a Mission. So she and her husband, for the first time in their lives, are facing the empty nester phase. And <laughs> what man, do we do? it's tough. <laughs> right? It's, well, it's not just like, oh, we, you know, they, they love traveling together. Like, they'll do couple trips and stuff like that. It's more about just the sadness that goes with that phase in your life of like, oh my gosh, our kids aren't here anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard. And um, I yesterday I posted a meme on the Kevin and Taylor socials. It, it's a little boy with his backpack on his back and all his Toy Story toys are lined up watching him leave on his first day of school. Mm-hmm. And one of our listeners recreated that with their oldest leaving for college. <laughs> He's carrying a big box and all the little toys are on the front step of the house watching Aww. him leave for college. <laughs> it's so hard. And I, I thought it'd be neat if you've been there and you've got some advice for people that are going through this for the first time, like sending their child off to college or, you know, a kid moving away to take a job. What was some of the things, the best advice you got are things that got you through this time in your life. We'd love to hear from you. Boy, there's a topic in my wheelhouse. This is it. When the kids start getting old enough to move out on their own, do their own thing. Wow. That is that is mine and my wife's life right now. And, uh, and because of COVID, it's been crazy. Our oldest son has moved back home. Uh, two of our daughters have moved out. And then we still have our youngest daughter is still at home. Um, but the thing that I go back to over and over again with my wife is, You've done such a great job. They're all they're they're capable adults. They can they can do this on their own. You've raised them so they can do this. And she's like, "But I didn't want them to. <laughs> I didn't think they'd actually go." Yeah. Do you know someone who is a living, breathing miracle? Maybe one of your own sons or daughters, right? Well, Gary Miracle. Yep, that's his real last name. He is that guy. He's friends with the guys in Mercy Me, and Bart Millard wrote this song about him. Gary survived a terrible blood infection and lost both his arms and both his legs. And on August 15th, coming up soon, he is going to run the tailgate two miler. I mean, he just went through all this. He lost both arms and both legs. His new prosthetics have given him hope as he tries to move on in life. Hmm. He and his wife have prayed and prayed that God would use him and his story to inspire people all over the world. And his wife and his four kids are going to run the tailgate two-miler with him. Nice. What's your favorite way to do your shopping? Coming up, the latest on our buying habits. So what's your favorite way to do your shopping these days? Do you like to go to a physical store? Here's the latest on our buying habits. Over 80% of us plan to eventually order everything online. Huh, no kidding. The other thing we do, we leave our online shopping carts full of items we don't buy. <laughs> Most of us have at least 11 items in our cart. What? Yeah. I feel when I got this ready for the show yesterday, I felt like such an oddball because I still like to go to a physical store for hmm. groceries. Mm hmm. 
um, especially clothes. When they reopened fitting rooms, I was on cloud nine. (laughs) My sister said she took her daughter to the mall the other day to get some more back to school clothes. She said the line just to try something on was insane. And they don't let parents back Mm. with your kid. So her daughter requested the kids, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So her daughter, after trying on all these jeans, comes out and says none of them worked. And she just has to trust her because yeah. she's not allowed in there huh. to wow. see it. So, But yeah, most people shopping online only. So that's interesting. I, I think the last year, 2020, definitely changed how we shop, right? A lot of people shopping online more than ever now. And that that's once you get in the habit of doing that, it's hard to break. But Taylor, I have a question for you specifically. And then everybody else, too, you can answer this question, too, about your own online shopping habits all right we'll talk about it next so i don't don't think there's any getting around that 2020 changed forever the way that we all shop right grocery stores my wife is hooked on that home delivery stuff and she is someone who promised up and down i will never do that because i want to pick my own produce and she she got over that doesn't mean she won't complain if it shows up and it's not up to her specifications (laughs) but for the most part she's i'd say she's probably 50 50 now She's back in the habit of if she needs something for a recipe, she'll run out and grab mm-hmm. it. Whereas during you know, the shutdown and everything, we would just make do. I was so, talking to my neighbor yesterday. She's online groceries for now and forever. She'll never go back to the store. She loves it. Here's my question for you, Taylor, and everyone else. Are we spending more or are we spending less shopping online? As our, our grocery bills or Amazon bill, is it going up? Or is it going down? My neighbor told me, and she's the only example I can use because I still go to the store. I don't mm-hmm. buy my groceries online. Uh, she said she spends less. Online? She said you just don't have those impulse buys. Mm. And it's not the same as like when you go to the grocery store hungry and you just grab <laughs> yes. stuff. She said right. she's very strategic because she's sitting at home with a cup of coffee, maybe even after her tummy's full from breakfast. And then she and she's shopping. not impulse buying at all. She's buying mm. truly what her husband and her two children need, not like, ooh, those look good. How about you? Are you spending more or less with all the shopping online that we're doing now? Especially if you do your grocery shopping online and maybe it's a new habit. Do you think it's saving you money or are you spending more money? What is it for you? Kayla, we're talking about shopping online, and are you spending more or are you saving money? What is it for you? I am definitely saving money, spending less by online shopping. And we're talking grocery shopping or just everything? Mainly grocery shopping. I do still like to go into the stores, you know, like Target, Walmart, you know, that kind of thing. But for groceries, I definitely spend less. Now, why do you think that is? Because I can sit down and plan out my meals for the week and pick and choose, say, for instance, a dinner one night. Um, go through the ingredients and just select that what I need right from my phone and have it ready for pickup, you know. And then I'm not standing there thinking, oh, I've got sour cream written down, but do I need butter? Do I need creamer? Do I need milk? <laughs> you know, yes. standing there in the dairy section, like, trying to think about what's in the fridge. Um, I, I really do like it, and it saves me time because I have three children. I don't have to take them in the grocery store. We just drive up, and they love the pickup people. They're like, hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and then they're not begging you for like, you know, Everything. like Pop Tarts or certain cereals. Overpriced toys. <laughs> yes. We're not buying uh, water guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like you got a handle on it. It's working out great for you. I really do enjoy it. And I think I'll keep continuing to um, online grocery shop for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, Kayla. Thanks, Kevin Taylor. So it's a big day in the uh, Avery household. Two of my daughters, uh, their boyfriends, are taking big steps forward in life Ooh. and careers. One is starting a new job in marketing today. So I just sent him a text like, mm-hmm. hey, good luck. And the other one um, is just on the front end of making a career choice, wants to be an e- EMT. And he's starting EMT schooling training today. Oh, how exciting. So, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, we've got a, a lot going on with the uh, the young men that are they're in our lives because of our daughters. And one of my daughters said, you know, why are you so interested in, in helping him? What's what's the deal? And I said, well, <laughs> he's important to you. Therefore, he's important to me. Yeah. So much so that one of them, I, I took out to lunch and stuff, and he was having a little bit of a rough time just in life, getting things moving and stuff. And and I said, hey, I'm I'm willing to to be there for you, no matter what. He hasn't had the easiest like childhood or you know upbringing. Mm, I said, I'm smart. willing to be there for you. And I said, here's how invested I'm willing to be with you, whether you and my daughter work out or not. I'm committing you. I'll be there for you. If you need a sounding board, if you need a mentor, if you need somebody just to help you make life decisions or whatever, five years from now, ten years, fifteen years from now. I'm telling you, I'll do that for you regardless of the relationship with her. That's awesome. Wow. And again, my daughter's like, why did you do that for him? And I'm like, well, because you care about him. So I care about him. And I'm not going to be, you know, I care about you conditioned upon the relationship with my daughter. I'm telling you, I'm going to care about you no matter what. So really rooting for both of them that they're going to have a great first day at work and first day of school. You have a friend in your life who's so close. You guys are so tight. It's almost like your siblings. Coming up, you are going to love this story. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Do you have a friend who you are so close? You guys are so tight. It's almost like your brothers or sisters. You're going to love this story. It's pretty wild. Uh, Beth and Shayna live right next door to each other. And they met when they're out walking their dogs and they would have like small talk like about the weather and stuff like that. But uh, they always felt like there was a sense of closeness that just kind of occurred naturally between the two of them. Well, all of a sudden, out of the blue one day, a niece called and she had done a DNA test for her own knowledge and discovered that Beth and Shayna are half-sisters. Really? Living right next door to each other. I have a sister? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shayna never knew her dad had been married before her mom and had other kids in that I'm first kidding. marriage. Wow. Can you imagine how much that would blow your mind all of a sudden? I'm glad it, it turned out well. You're not. You're just friends. You're sisters. Yeah, it's got a happy ending. you have any weird fears, like maybe you don't like to be on an edge, like a edge of a cliff, like fear of heights or fear of clowns or something like that. We're going to talk about those little fears (laughs) we have in just a minute. So you have fears, right? We all have them, like real deep-seated fears. But then there's the bizarre ones. Like everyone who listens to the Kevin and Taylor show knows that I have a irrational fear of creepy dolls. I cannot stand creepy dolls. They For just me it's clowns. clowns. Especially if one eye is open and one eye is closed and there's like a little crack on the forehead. I'm just I'm done. <laughs> uh, but there is a fear of mine that I I don't think about this fear a lot, 
but it came to life in a huge way in the news, in the headlines. And that is, I do not like the idea at all of getting stuck in an elevator. Like, it just freaks me out. Like, what if you have to go to the bathroom? What if you're thirsty? What if you're stuck in here with strangers that you've never met? Well, did you hear about the people in Omaha, Nebraska? They go, they're having some flooding there and they go to check on their apartment to see how their stuff is doing. And they get in, three friends get in this elevator and it starts filling with water. And at first it's like no biggie. It's like, you know, around their ankles, but then it's around their calves. And the elevator's not moving? Then it's up to their waist. The elevator's stuck? The elevator is stuck. And it was up a like to their necks when firefighters got them out of there. No kidding. And I'm like, oh, wow. I think I, I, I mean, I wonder if like we'll have like an old wives tale start from that. Like, oh no, you don't know. You never get in an elevator when it's raining outside or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how these things start. When is, it's flooding. Yeah. Don't get in an elevator when it's flooding. When it's raining. <laughs> Give me Raining's more dramatic. A extreme. <laughs> but yeah, I am Taylor, so glad they're okay. Taylor visits the Empire State Building on a rainy day. <laughs> She's climbing <laughs> <Whoops>. the stairs. <laughs> We're talking about fears that we have. And it's interesting that, you know, so many fears are real. Like the fear of being alone. You know, maybe your your other half passing away and you have to go through life alone or... Uh, we, oh gosh, the kids in our have, lives. If you have four kids, the fear of never being alone. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, I was just going to say, if we have kids in our lives, like I think of my 11 nieces and nephews, you with you, you know, your four kids, Kev, like the fears that we have for the children in our lives, they oh, yeah. are real. And no uh, my devotional today was about fear. And I loved reading Psalm 56.3 in the, the Passion Translation. It says, but in the day that I'm afraid, I lay all my fears before you and trust you with all my heart. And the devotional I read went on to talk about as crazy as it can sound, being anxious is really an opportunity for spiritual growth because we have our mind, body and soul feeling threatened. Yet God is telling us to trust in him and it's our opportunity to take all those fears. So whether you have a fear right now of um, maybe it's your kids heading back to school Maybe that's your fear. Just know that this is a time when you can you can really lay all your cares on him because he cares about you and you can trust in him. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.